the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Hour number two, Bruce Hooley Show. Glad to have you along on 94.5 in Dayton, 98.9 in Columbus. The House of Representatives Friday will get the chance to uh, enact into law this so-called Inflation Reduction Act. It will not reduce inflation. Horton School of Business says that. Every bipartisan, nonpartisan entity out there basically says they're misnaming this thing. Here's Mark Thiessen explaining. He's Washington Post, Fox News. Uh, explaining why it is called the Inflation Reduction Act rather than being called something else. The whole name, Inflation Reduction Act, is a lie. Uh, you know, ask, if, if you want to know whether this is a political winner for Democrats, just ask yourself, why did they call it the Inflation Reduction Act instead of the Climate Change Reduction Act? And it's simple because they know that while climate change is the number one issue for most of their, their left-wing activists, only 1% of Americans say that is the top priority. And the fact is the bill does not reduce inflation. In fact, the Penn Wharton model says that in the short term, in the immediate term, uh, it'll actually nominally increase inflation. Um, and, you know, so if, if the Democrats went to the American people and say if they were proud of this, they'd be shouting climate change from the rooftops. They'd be mm-hmm. saying, hey, America, guess what we did? We hired 87,000 IRS auditors to take more of your money so we could spend it on climate change. Good for us. Vote for Democrats. They're not doing that. Uh, they are not doing that. And uh, let's hope nobody votes for Democrats. There are Senate seats up for grabs. Republicans have not done a good job identifying and pushing strong Senate candidates. Mehmet Oz in Pennsylvania is a disaster. Uh, I thought Herschel Walker would be a good candidate in Georgia. He's not found his voice. You can be a good candidate and not find your voice. Mike Gibbons was a good candidate in Ohio. He never really found his voice. Jane Timken was, by all accounts, a good candidate in Ohio. It took Jane too long to find her voice. She found it. It just took her a little bit too long. J.D. Vance, really good, strong candidate. Oz, no. Herschel Walker, not yet. But we can win in Nevada. Republicans can win in Nevada. Republicans can win in New Hampshire. And the point behind this all-night voting on amendments, like Ted Cruz. When Ted Cruz proposes an amendment to cut gas taxes, he knows the Democrats aren't going to vote for it. The reason why the Republicans put all these amendments up for a vote and stay there all night while Democrats vote it down, vote it down, vote it down, vote it down every time, is so that you now have Democrats like Raphael Warnock on the record voting down these things. So he voted, hey, he voted this down. You'll see it in commercials this fall. You'll see it all over. But what does this mean for you? Columbus, average, ordinary mom and dad, your kids are getting ready to go back to school. Back to school shopping. Do they need new shoes? Do they need notebooks? Do they need whatever? They probably have school fees to pay. Uh, Saturday was your state tax holiday. We are one of 19 states that give you a sales tax holiday. 
Maybe it was Sunday, too. Well, we were gone Sunday, but it was this weekend was a state tax holiday. So you avoided the state sales tax if you bought your stuff for school. It's, it helps, but does it, does it offset inflation? No. Inflation is almost twice as high as the amount of money you'll save on your clothes under $75 and other things that uh, ostensibly are for school. So you're struggling. What's a new pair of shoes cost? And, you know, you want your kid to fit in. You want your kid to go to school and wear something that, well, they want to wear what everybody else is wearing. So that means a brand name, right? Hard to have that conversation with a kid. Sorry, you need the off brand that looks like almost kind of sort of the brand you want. But wait a minute, it has four stripes on it instead of three like Adidas or whatever. You know how that conversation is going to play, right? Well, you're not alone. According to USA Today, just 36% of U.S. parents say they can afford their kids back-to-school shopping. 36%. That's down from 52% last year. 37% of parents say they are stressed about back-to-school shopping. That's up 5% from last year. Now, why would the numbers have been lower last year? Oh, because last year we were basking in the glow of $1,400 per person stimulus checks and... What do we get? $250 for every kid under 18? And you got $350 if your child was under what? Three? Five? Something like that. Now we know, of course, that our inflation rate is 9%, highest in four decades. Average parent said to spend about 500 bucks on their kids' school supplies and other assorted things. That's increased. Oh, look at this. The cost of going back to school on the things you buy for your student has increased 25%, not 9%. See, I always feel like the 9% inflation number is bogus. Is gas up 9%? More. Is food up 9%? More. Are cars up 9%? More. Right? Pretty much all the essential stuff is up more than 9%, but the government, which puts the index together, that evaluates the prices, say, oh, it's up 9%. Gee, we're really sorry about it. it's up 9%. My gas prices are up more than 9%. My cost of living's up way more than 9%. USA Today survey says the average amount spent per child is up to $661 from last year. Oh, the previous figure I gave you was not what it cost to send your kid back. It was what they plan to spend to send their kid back. They plan to spend 500, which is 161 under the average amount that it would take if you bought the child everything that they want slash need. Wants are going to exceed needs, of course. The $661 is up 27% from 2019. Wow. Great job, Joe. Great, 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 great job. Now, Also, USA Today has a story that says that the average American has withdrawn, I wish this were true of me, (laughs) $600. Oh, $600 plus, because I was going to say, we're over that. The average American has withdrawn $600 plus from savings to stay afloat during inflation. I think if you're at $600, you're making out. I think most people are way over that, way over that, because, like, just just do your typical gas fill-up, right? I drive a 2017 sedan. It's got about a 12-gallon tank on it. 
it used to be exceedingly rare for a fill-up to cost me 30 bucks. I mean, I'd really have to be on E, and gas would really have to be up there for what I used to consider up there for the fill-up to cost me $30 or more. Now, it's 50 bucks. It's 50 bucks. You got a truck? Oh, how do you like spending almost $100 or maybe more to fill your truck? So that's why the numbers are through the roof and why people's desperation is going up higher, increasing at a greater rate than inflation because, you know, you can handle that for a month. You can handle it for two months. When you don't see any relief on the horizon and the experts tell you that, eh, it's probably going to be here for two years. Two years? Yeah, two years. And that's what history says. Remember, when you hear these inflation rates and they're the highest since, if you go back through your history book, who was president since inflation numbers were higher than they are now? You'll find that the president wasn't Jimmy Carter. The president was Ronald Reagan. And you say, wait a minute, I thought everybody loved Reagan because I thought Reagan got rid of inflation. He did. He did. In tandem with Paul Volcker, the Fed chairman back then. But it took him a while. It took him a while. Reagan was in office a full year when the inflation numbers that are being cited now as the highest since, that's when those numbers come from. From December of 1981. Highest in 41 years. That's December of 1981. And Reagan was president. And he'd been president a year. And that's how long it took him to get inflation under control. So that's why people say, you got two more years. Probably three, right? Because we got two more years of Biden. And then hopefully, oh, man. I can't even imagine if Biden or some other Democrat gets reelected. Now, if you've got bills to pay and you're saying, I can hang on for a month or two, how would you like to be a landlord in Columbus, who's waiting on a federal voucher check for the rent that your tenants are not paying because they're in a federal voucher program. And, oh, look at this. The federal voucher program, they got some hiccups in it, and you're not getting your voucher checks on time. Story Today says they have a backup that's affecting 469 tenants Citywide. Rent payments have been delayed more than 60 days. I'm sure the bank, if you're the landlord and the bank's holding the note on your property, I'm sure the bank doesn't care a bit that you're 60 days in arrears on paying for your property. They probably won't file to foreclose on you. Probably won't be any late fees. And we want to put the government in charge of more. I'm going to put them in charge of more. Because they do everything so incredibly well, right? We're going to forgive rent payments, and we're going to forgive college debt. You're going to forgive your credit card debt that's piling up from the increased gas prices, food prices you're paying? We're going to forgive that? We're going to have credit card debt forgiveness? Oh, I don't think so. Uh, for those watching on Facebook, The Hooli Show, you see the book of the month for August. It is We'll Be Back by Kurt Schlichter. He sometimes hosts for Hugh Hewitt in the morning, The Fall and Rise of America. Yeah. 
sad as it is to say, we are falling because of idiotic Democratic policies, which they continue to double down on. Uh, What is in Kurt's book? Uh, He says a lot of humor and plain talk, a call for renewal and a patriotic resurgence. I'm all about it. He says, in 91, the smoldering ruins of Saddam Hussein's regime testified to America's unchallenged might. 30 years later, a ragtag Taliban chased us out of Afghanistan in a humiliating rout. Here at home, our cities are cesspools of homelessness and crime. The former land of opportunity seems to be in irreversible decline. How do we get there? And how do we get back? The answers are in we'll be back, the rise, the fall, and rise of America. Sign up to win a copy and maybe even an autographed copy at 989theanswer.com or at theanswerdayton.com. All right. Good news from the State Fair. Despite inflation, despite struggles in business and everywhere else, the people who bid on grand champions and reserve champions at the Ohio State Fair on Sunday were exceedingly generous in their bidding, and they smashed, smashed previous records. Uh, Congratulations goes to Riley Egbert of Auglaize County. Now, I wish the State Fair people would give the high schools that these young people either are attending or graduated from. Because, you know, say Riley Egbert is from Auglaize County. Well, okay, great. But there are a lot of schools in Auglaize County. Let's give her community credit. So I Googled her name, and as near as I can tell, she goes to Botkins High School. But I thought Botkins High School was in Shelby County. So maybe she lives in Auglaize County and goes to Botkins High School. I'm going to assume that's correct. But uh, Riley Egbert, for her grand champion steer, received $225,000. $225,000. That'll pay for like a, what, a year and a half at Ohio State? <laughs> I digress. I kid. I kid, Christina Johnson. Don't get upset. It won't pay. Will it pay for four years at Ohio State? Mm, probably because she's in state. Not that she's going there. In fact, hope you're not, Riley. I hope you're going somewhere better than that. Uh, she got $225,000. Uh, Nick Adams of Mercer County. Nick's going to be a senior at Salina High School, according to the Google machine. Nick got $66,000 for his grand champion hog. Uh, chickens went for thirty-one dollars Market lamb went for $47,000. Market goat, $27,000. Wow, you really got to love goats to pay $27,000 for a goat. And the turkey went for $25,000. I hope that's a really good Thanksgiving turkey for $25,000. But it's awesome that the businesses support the kids like that. And whenever I think of the sale of champions at the Ohio State Fair, I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one who remembers the late Merlin Woodruff. Uh, His distinctive white hat Uh, He did an amazing job for years and years and years and years and years as the lead auctioneer at the sale of champions. So uh, Merlin Woodruff was from uh, Champaign County, and a lot of people there know him. A lot of people all over the state of Ohio know Merlin Woodruff because he was amazing, amazing auctioneer. And so um, that's what I think of when I think of the 
sale of champions at the Ohio State Fair. It's nice to see that the economy and the downturn and challenges out there have not hurt the sale prices. The previous record on the steer was $85,000, so they more than doubled that. So congratulations. And it was a Volvo dealership in Lima, Ohio, that bought the steer. So very good. Now, you probably noticed, if you watched any news today, that there uh, was a rarity in the Senate last night. They were all convened in the Senate last night. They were voting all night. They call it Votorama. They're getting knocking aside, kicking aside like Sergei Bobrovsky does, a hockey puck, or used to, at Nationwide Arena. These Republican amendments to the so-called Inflation Reduction Act. Hey, Democrat, don't blame me for calling it the so-called Inflation Reduction Act. Here's known socialist Bernie Sanders calling it the same thing. I want to take a moment to say a few words about the so-called Inflation Reduction Act that we are debating uh, this evening. And I say so-called, by the way, because according to the CBO and other economic organizations who have studied this bill, it will, in fact, have a minimal impact on inflation. Yeah, except for that, you know, it's the Inflation Reduction Act. Now, anyway, I was intrigued. Like, all the senators are there. They had to all be there. They can't do a Tim Ryan. They can't call in their vote. They have to actually attend. And we've had a bunch of them sick and in the hospital. And they all show up. And a bunch of them, a bunch of them traveled to Massachusetts with Joe Biden, who's been in quarantine for most of the last two weeks, testing positive for COVID like 64 times. So how can all these senators show up at Congress without masks, given their uh, congenital fear of COVID? Somebody put this question to Liz Warren. And, well, she wasn't exactly thrilled to hear the question. Have you guys been told by anybody not to get tested? No. And, oh, please, the Republicans are concerned about Democrats showing up with COVID. The Republicans who wouldn't wear masks, the Republicans who wouldn't test, the Republicans who tested positive and still showed up. I'm telling you, they just know no limits on their political gamesmanship. Ah, but it's not political gamesmanship to insist that kids be masked in schools, vaccinated to go to school. You... You put that on all the kids out there, and you tell us how dangerous COVID is. We can't go to our nursing homes. We can't comfort our parents while they're dying. And yet you don't take COVID seriously enough after being directly exposed and being on an airplane flight, which, by the way, you said everybody had to wear masks on airplane flights. You don't have to do it, even though you've been around sickly addled Joe Biden and his never-ending case of COVID, you don't have to do it. But it's not political gamesmanship for you, Elizabeth Warren, to insist upon and take away transformative life experiences from everybody like school, being with a loved one when they die. It's not political gamesmanship for you to magnify COVID into this big monster so you could have mail-in voting and absentee voting and multiple voting and all that so you could get Donald Trump defeated. That's not political gamesmanship. Got it. Got it. I just wanted to clear the record. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.